this is episode 548 of the Pixelated Sausage Podcast for Friday, November 9th, 2018. I'm your host, Mark Cruznez, and today it's going to be a short show because I have been really busy the past few days, haven't played all that much outside of Red Dead Redemption 2, and I want to hold off talking too much more about that until Monday, where I plan to do a spoiler-filled full-on review of the whole thing because I am in the final stretch of the game and we all know how it's going to end for Arthur going in. We all knew that uh, unless you didn't play and haven't been following. If you didn't play the first game and haven't been following this game, uh, Red Dead Redemption 2, then I guess it would be a surprise. But it's, it's, it's a little sad at this point just knowing that my time with Arthur is coming to a close, and it'll it'll be disappointing to see him go because I've really enjoyed his company. I think he is a very nice character. Um, the thing is, I don't think the overall narrative has been that strong, but the reason why. I have been invested in the game's story as a whole is because I am so invested in Arthur's story because I am so not I don't want to say in love with him but I think he is a very strong interesting character who seems boring just because he's he's at a place in his life where he just sort of is indifferent a lot but you know that doesn't mean boring that just is a type of person um, and that and like I've said before it's something I can relate to I'm very indifferent to a lot of things and I'm very emotionless which really irks some people that they can't read me and are just befuddled by me they give me a compliment and my response is okay which really offends some people that's that's the most amazing thing they go into a conversation or whatever with a compliment and they're really high and feeling good. And then I don't give them the the thanks they expected. And suddenly I'm a piece of shit. I go from being someone who's worth complimenting to someone who's worth saying horrible things about. Which is, which is always funny to me when that happens. It's not a universal thing. But, you know, I know it's easy to just say thanks to a compliment. But my immediate response is usually just, oh, Okay, because I just I don't I don't understand compliments. And I just and I I don't mean I I don't understand compliments in general. I mean I don't understand why somebody would be complimenting me, uh, whether it's a hey you look nice, <laughs> like oh okay, or I like your art <laughs> okay, um whatever um. See that like the, that reaction did not go over well with a lot of people. Okay, whatever. It's like I, I just said a nice thing about you. You can at least be grateful. I'm like, uh, uh, I mean, whatever. People don't. People shouldn't need that. You should never need something if you're trying to do something nice. Um. But I've really enjoyed my time with Arthur, and this last chapter that I'm currently in 
is really sad because I just, I see Arthur and I'm just like, oh, I'm going to miss you. Uh, it, despite having quite a few problems with the overall story and all that jazz, uh, I've never had a problem with Arthur. I think there is some disconnect with the whole because, you know, it works in a way that Arthur is coming to terms with a lot of what he's done and just trying to figure out life at that point. Um, and there are points in the story that you're forced to do things that kind of go against that. And also the way you play, like the fact that you can be good or bad works given the way Arthur's story comes to a close as as it's coming to a close i haven't seen the way it ends but it also seems like there would be an even larger disconnect if you decided to play really really bad but i know there are four endings i believe so maybe the way my chapter is going is drastically different from the way someone else's final chapter could go um and i know there are there are epilogues as well um, but I'm really enjoying my time with the game still, and I look forward to diving deep into it, spoiler-filled, next episode. But other than that, what I've been playing just a smidgen of is this little game called Kinseed, uh, K-Y-N-S-E-E-D, which I got a code for yesterday, having completely forgotten it even existed. This is a Kickstarter game it was kickstarted last year i think and it's from a good chunk or i I guess it's a small team i don't think it's a really big team but former fable developers and it is a top-down little adventure game that is what what it seems like it'll be is probably something akin to stardew valley and all that but with more of the adventuring of a classic fable game, a real fable game, you know, but with the look of a Stardew Valley or the like. And it is very, very, very early. It just hit early access. You can get it on both GOG or Steam. And when I got the email, I'm like, oh, yeah, that that thing happened. And it actually came out at least in early access because the the first one of the first things I ever backed on Kickstarter was a game I saw at PAX I think in 2012 maybe it was even 2011 which I believe they released numerous builds through Humble Bundle or something but they have never officially released it in early access or anything of the sort on Steam and it has never come out I think it's still in the works but I don't really pay attention. To the, I don't pay attention to Kickstarter pages and their updates on there. So I don't know. But I, I'm always very wary of backing any game, given my track record with them. And I just feel like a good amount of games have, of uh, video games specifically, have not the best track records. Whereas my experience with board games have been 
pretty good. I, I think I've received every board game I've ever backed. Um, but concede very early on. It looks pretty good, but I'm hoping they throw in some more textures and stuff because there are parts where you have a lot of trees and then it just looks like this really messy mashup of the same exact collection of leaves there's a part early on where it's like some poppy flowers and it looks like one of those 3d images where you have to cross your eyes to see some stupid little looking cut out 3d thing whatever the hell those things are the the secret 3d image nonsense um and there, there's not a super a lot to do i don't think in the game because i played a little bit of it you start off on your farm this rich dude adopted you and your twin sister you can play as either the boy or the girl and uh whoever you don't pick will be there as well and you can talk to them and you know there's a life cycle but i don't think you can age in the current build and when you grow up like in fable games you'll be able to purchase stores and stuff like that and manage them i guess i hit one of the buttons on the controller because it has full controller support but it is pretty clunky at this point uh, and I saw that there seems to be quite a few very extensive skill trees which would be nice like it, it looks like there's a really strong foundation for what could be a really really good game down the line but as they say on their their page, the games, like what what should you expect from this game? Blah 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 blah. blah. What you shouldn't expect a complete game, not even one that's half done, not even one that's a quarter done. So this game is very far from being completed, and I, I I'd say it probably won't be done until late next year at the earliest. Just throwing a random hunch out there but you can pick it up in early access right now for 10 bucks which is cheaper than i think i backed it for i might have backed it for like 20 but i don't know i think i got like some art with it and maybe the soundtrack eventually and my name will be in the credits forever though they didn't they didn't give me a survey about what name i want in the credits so i'm guessing that's because the credits won't be there until you know the game is completed also i, I mean i guess the game will have an end but it seems much more like an open thing where you just keep playing. But I guess there'll probably be a main storyline. But um, yeah, that is Kinseed, K-Y-N-S-E-E-D, from some of the creators of Fable, or maybe not creators, just people who worked on Fable. Because who who created Fable outside of Peter Molyneux? Anyone else? Just him. What is he doing? What is he doing these days? I miss him. You know, he didn't always deliver or, you know, never delivered on the full scope of everything he promised. But I loved him being a voice in the industry and someone you heard from on a somewhat regular basis because his optimism, his existence as a big dreamer in the industry, I think was great i really liked having him there dreaming up these crazy things that you even look at and you're like what this is crazy you're we you're not going to be able to do what you want to do but it's nice that he wanted to do these big things and was going to try and sure he wouldn't be able to get everything into a game but 
his games are still really good. You know, they, they might not have lived up to everything he wanted them to be and what people expected them to be, but they were still really, really good. Three was a bit of a disappointment, Fable three, but Fable two was a fantastic game. I love Fable two. And I remember it having one storyline that I think involved a father and son and the son was gay and didn't know how to come out to his father or wasn't sure what to do. And I remember playing that game and getting to that storyline and, and just seeing it through to the end and being so shocked by the way it was handled. I was blown away um, because that wasn't something you saw often in games, a story, a storyline like that, even a, a simple side story. Um, maybe I'm remembering it wrong, but I have strong memories that of that. So, uh, I really liked that. Um, but yeah, I don't know what he's doing. If he's still actively in the industry, I know he had his cube thing, whatever is like get to the middle of the cube and then person gets whatever this, and he was doing some other game that I think came out and did absolutely nothing, got no traction. And then outside of that, I don't know. I would love, like, Microsoft should just create another studio. They're 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 in love with creating new studios, and buying new and buying studios, you know, acquiring studios. Just bring 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 Malinu back, and whatever he can he can work on the Fable Four. He could do some other thing. I don't care. Bring him back, and find a way to buy Remedy. I don't care. They they want to be independent. I don't know. Just do it. Buy the, just buy them and let them release games on PS4 and everything. It's fine. Just buy them. And just give them all the money they need to make all the games they could ever want to make. Because Remedy is wonderful. And buy Max Payne back from Rockstar and give it back to Remedy. Because they know how to handle Max Payne. Max Payne 3, I'd love to go back to. That's a game that I will play at some point again in the future and give it a second chance. But it was not the Max Payne I wanted. It was not the Max Payne I loved. And make another Alan Wake, damn it. Um, so yeah, outside of that, I haven't played all that much. I looked at some of the news things and there was nothing that really stood out other than me just getting really annoyed with the way websites work and how they talk about things in their stories and they have a bunch of hot links in their stories which just link to other stories on their site so they can just get those page views and all that stuff and keep you on their site and they're talking about oh here here there's a demo for this that is blah 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 and then they take you to another new story about the game and one maybe is talking about the demo again and there's another one i don't like that i hate that shit just send me to the actual thing stop being so incestual with your stupid links it's really annoying um but yeah that's the thing that happened and then Best Buy was dealing with their customer support. I uh, tweeted them, and then I got a response three days later after I got a response like two days later on their forums and went through a little bit of dialogue there because I'm just trying to get something price match and the chat wasn't working. I'm just like, eventually got it to work via the iPad app. And the chat kept crashing, so I had to redo it and <laughs> talk to new people and be like, I want to price match this. Because the Criterion Collection sale is going on over at Barnes & Noble, so I will price match those 
over at Best Buy and get my reward points and all that jazz. Uh, which is ex very exciting stuff. I know. I know how much people love that. And then, of course, Hitman Two is coming out next week, which I am very, very excited about. I love the fact that they are including the Hit One Season One maps in it for free. I think that's very cool because that that was one of the things I was curious about. Is just like I want to have one Hitman game and just all the maps there and just keep that going uh you know through hitman 2 hitman 3 and all that um the thing that just sucks is that i've already spent quite a bit on games more than i i like to do in any given month or small period of time but i really want hitman 2 i love hitman it's become one of my favorite franchises since blood money and like i've said before absolution is it's okay, but it wasn't exactly what I wanted from Hitman. But that had a great pre-order bonus, being a sniper challenge. And there is the sniper assassin whatever bonus with pre-ordering the game right now. And I don't think you'll be able to get that outside of pre-ordering, which has me very concerned and may push my hand. And then on top of that, because I'm already super excited about that, I keep forgetting that Just Cause 4 is this year. And then I saw one GIF on the Twitters, and that gif alone sold me on the game. I'm like, oh, this looks like exactly what I want. Uh, and, I, and I didn't feel like I got exactly from Just Cause 3, but I didn't give Just Cause 3 enough time. And I'm very curious, too, about the fact that Just Cause 4, I believe, is on a brand new engine, which should be beneficial given the problems Just Cause 3 had, even when the X came out, like it was still having issues. It was like one of the few games that still had problems um, despite the additional power that the X provided. But yeah, you know, that's, this ended up being longer than expected, I guess. Good times, good times. The only other exciting thing is that if you have a half-price books store in your vicinity, it's the big 20, 30, 40, 50 sale. We got 40% off for today and Saturday. And then the big 5-0 on Sunday, which is one of my favorite events of the year. Every time we get these, about once every three months. I'm irrationally excited about these every single time. In large part because I can get Criterion Collection movies that I don't have. I'm almost at my, I'm almost complete in terms of what I really want. But I still will look at it something and be like, huh, let me let me look this up and see what it's about. Um, because getting the Criterion movies for 10 bucks is a really good deal. And they're always in great condition. Uh, and I'm someone who, even if a movie may not be the most interesting thing to me, a lot of the supplementary features are things I'm very interested in. I love documentaries and I love watching uh, videos and audio and all that kind of jazz about the making of a film and, and whatnot, which is something you get often, not all of the time. There are, there are things in the Criterion Collection that don't have a lot of extra features, but um, a lot of them have either old archival footage or brand new footage, which is really cool, and I appreciate that. Um, one movie I have on hold because it has a lot of great bonus features, but it's not a movie I really liked. I didn't finish it, 
I might give it another chance, but I'm interested in a lot of the uh, the making of featurettes and all that kind of jazz on it is Moonrise Kingdom, which is one of Wes Anderson's probably most popular and I think one of the most well received movies. I know when I uh, back when Totally Rad Show was a thing, Jeff Kanata, Alex Albrecht, and Dan Trachtenberg, great show. I love that show so much. I miss it very much. So uh, I think they all adored the movie. And it was just like, this is one of the best, you know, things uh, about childhood and like, uh, blah, blah, blah. I don't that You know, one, Jeff Kanata is prone to hyperbole, but I think they were all just so high as a kite about it. And then I eventually saw it. And I was like, yeah, this is, this is too much for me. This is too much quirkiness for me. It is, it is, it's a lot, but, um, Yeah. I'm excited about that. Anywho, other than that, of course, more Dragon Ball Z. I think I am now a uh, hundred episodes away from the end, <laughs> which is still a long ways off. But that means I'm two thirds through the show, and God, there's so much screaming and fights last forever. I'm getting really sick of the cell fight. I want it to end already. Some old bullshit is happening with it. Cell blows himself up, but that he's fine. He comes back. Android 18 is no longer in him, but he's stronger than ever. He's in his final form. Get the fuck out of here. This is a bunch of nonsense. I'm so sick of this stupid uh, Satan guy. It's like, I'm the strongest guy in the world. Blah, blah, blah. It's, just, it's, getting, it's getting a bit exhausting. But I, I can see the end. The end of the tunnel is not near, but I can see it. And I'm excited for that. So that will do it for this here episode of the Pixelated Sauces podcast. I appreciate everyone who endured this entire episode because I don't know this was a, this was just a, this was just a, this was a thing. But I am your host, Marcus Nez. Y'all can find me on Twitter, Instagram, Xbox Live, my Animalist, Steam, Twitch, and all the usual places at PX Sausage on PSN. I am the Kush Three. The site is of course pixelatedsausage.com where you can find this podcast, the Pixelated Paranormal Podcast, and Attack the Backlog, which will have a new episode this Sunday about Mirror's Edge. Of course, all those podcasts are available on podcast services across the globe, like Stitcher Radio, Google Play, Apple Podcasts, and Spotify. And if you'd like to check out the video versions of this here show and attack the backlog, you can go over to youtube.com slash sausage. And if you like crazy, kooky, colorful art, you can go over to pxsart.com and check out all of my art over there, a good chunk of it. And if you see something you like, click a little link. And it'll take you to where you can purchase a print of the piece you fancy. And if you fancy supporting the site in general and everything we do, please go over to patreon.com slash pxs and support us that way with a buck or two a month or more if you feel oh so generous. Uh, so yeah, that will do it. Bye.